Welcome to the Lingolstown Life Podcast. In this message, Pastor George Reynolds preaches about the parable of the unmerciful servant and how children of God will struggle with forgiveness as long as we haven't internalized our own experience of forgiveness. This message was first preached on July 4th, 2021 at the Lingolstown Life Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. the Lingolstown Life podcast, where our community seeks to love God and love others. Here you'll find timely teachings, important conversations, and encouraging devotionals to improve your life and help you deepen your faith. Well, happy July 4th to each and every one of you. Welcome to Lingolstown Life on this very special day. We are glad that you are joining us, whether it's on July 4th or maybe you're watching this later. We want to welcome each and every one of you. This is a special day, and I hope that you're spending time with family and friends, doing some some wonderful outdoor activities and just having a great day. Uh, As we gather together this morning, I just want to remind you uh, that next week, that is July uh, the 11th, we're going to be Uh, inside for both our 8.30 and 10 a.m. worship services. We'll also have Sunday school back uh, that Sunday, and so we're looking forward to seeing you next Sunday, July the 11th. Just wanted to uh, offer you this opportunity to join me in a moment of prayer. Lord Jesus, we want to thank you for this opportunity to be together no matter where we may be this morning, whether we're at the mountain, at the beach, whether we're at home, wherever we may find ourselves today, we know that your spirit is connecting us to one another. And we look forward to the opportunity today to learn from your word, to find our lives encouraged and blessed. And so we just pray that you would speak into our hearts today so that we might be prepared for the work that you've called us to in this world. And we pray it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, as you know, we're in this series called The Stories That Jesus Told, and today we're turning to the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 through 35, and we're looking at specifically a parable called the parable of the unmerciful servant. Here's how it goes. Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? And Jesus answered, I tell you not seven times, but 77 times. Therefore, Jesus continued, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. At this, The servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. 
But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, Be patient with me, and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. You know, as I read this, there's one question that emerges for me from reading this story that Jesus told. And that question is very simple. What didn't happen to the unmerciful servant? What didn't happen to the unmerciful servant? What didn't happen to this unmerciful servant that after having an unrepayable debt forgiven, that after having received a pardon to avoid prison, that after having received amazing grace, what didn't happen to the unmerciful servant that he reacted the way he did toward the one who owed him so little? Well, what didn't happen was actually pretty simple. He didn't own his forgiveness. He didn't own his forgiveness. Now, I think it's true for all of us that we struggle with a lot of questions surrounding this idea of forgiveness. Undoubtedly, the, the questions that we struggle with are a lot like Peter's original question to Jesus. How many times should I forgive? How many times should I forgive? You know, like Peter, we want there to be a limit to our forgiveness. You know, I'll forgive him this one time, but there's a limit to my forgiveness. Or, or maybe, maybe we even believe that there are some things which just, well, I will never forgive you for that. So, in reality, when Jesus approached Jesus and said, should I forgive seven times? He was, he was actually being pretty bold because the rabbis of Jesus' time, they said that a person should be forgiven three times. Three times. After that, you were free to seek revenge. So Peter figured, hey, I'm going to be uber generous. Let's say I will double that three, we'll make it six, and we'll add one more for good measure. So we come back to that very same old question. How many times should I forgive? How many times should I 
forgive? And you know, I like to put it this way, that's the question that we ask when we are looking for a loophole. It's the question we ask when, we, when we're looking for a loophole, because you know, a lot of us put limits on forgiveness. Someone said to me one time that, you know, it's insanity to keep forgiving someone who repeatedly does the same thing and doesn't change. And that, that sort of does feel like, like insanity. So, so maybe there is a limit. But let me ask you this. Do you want God to limit the number of times that God forgives you? I mean, after all, how many of us do the same thing over and over and over again, and every time we expect what? We expect God to forgive us. So let me ask you this morning, anyone want to go tell God that he's insane for forgiving us over and over and over again? I didn't think anybody would want to take me up on that. But, you know, in, in all seriousness, it, it really is a struggle to know how many times we should keep forgiving someone who repeatedly hurts us. And, and if you're looking for a simple answer to that, I, I don't know that I can give you a simple answer, but I will say this, that if you are being repeatedly harmed, if you are being harmed physically or emotionally, you probably need to simply walk away, seek protection. I mean, folks, forgiveness is one thing, but abuse is never acceptable. Now, when we're talking about forgiveness, forgiveness is a topic that, that Martin Luther King spoke and wrote about extensively. And rightly so. I mean, if you think about it, Martin Luther King and the other civil rights leaders, the way they were treated, they had to have been challenged in their desire to be forgiving. So if there was ever a person who ever had a reason not to forgive, it was certainly Martin Luther King. But he knew and he taught that hate and violence were not the proper response to those who hurt you. I like some of the things that he said about this. He said, we must develop and maintain the capacity to forgive. He who is devoid of the power to forgive is devoid of the power to love. And then there's this statement that he made. He said, forgiveness is not an occasional act. Stop and think about that for a moment. Forgiveness is not an occasional act. It's a, look at that word, it's a constant attitude. Forgiveness is not an occasional act. It's a constant attitude. And, and, and it's from this final statement of Martin Luther King Jr. that I want to come back to this story that Jesus told and to my question that I asked earlier on, what didn't happen to the unmerciful servant? Well, the unmerciful servant never allowed the forgiveness he was offered to become a constant attitude in his life. Let me say that one more time. The unmerciful servant never allowed the forgiveness that he was offered to become a constant attitude in his life. 
And maybe, maybe the reason we ask Peter's question, how many times must I forgive, is because we, we, you and I, have never allowed the forgiveness that we are offered to become a constant attitude in our lives. Or to put it another way, when we don't when we don't realize or when we don't internalize that we are forgiven, well, we'll be incapable of forgiving. And so here's the point that I want to drive home today. Forgiveness is first and foremost for me. I have to own my forgiveness. You see, I think for the majority of us, forgiveness is about justice. Forgiveness is about justice. Justice says, well, that person wronged me, and they owe me. Because, see, justice is always focused on the other person, what they owe me, what they must repay to me. And I think that's why we struggle so with the idea of forgiveness, because we think forgiveness lets the other person off the proverbial hook. If I forgive, then they suddenly don't owe me. So when I say forgiveness is for me, I don't mean that forgiveness is about, my, about me getting my pound of flesh from the other person. That's justice. Forgiveness is for me is about owning my forgiveness. Recognizing that I've been hurt by the actions of another person and I choose that I will seek to learn about my experience of grace and mercy instead of seeking justice. After all, justice is God's thing. And let me tell you, you're not God. Justice. Justice in the parable would have been for the unmerciful servant to actually be thrown into prison by the king. Justice would, would say that the unmerciful servant got what he deserved. But the king, the king doesn't take the route of justice. After all, there was no way absolutely no way the amount of money that the that this man owed to the king and again this is a story that jesus created but he used such a large number that it was just it was just unimaginable the amount of money and so see the king knew there was no way that he was ever going to get back even a portion of it so what did the king choose to do the king simply chose to forgive. The, the king chose grace and mercy. Now, for us, that's a really unsettling thing. Uh, I mean, forgiveness like we see demonstrated here, it just sort of upends our, uh, our equilibrium, and we're just, uh, I just can't imagine that. And that's because, <clears throat> that's because we're focused on justice. We're focused on someone having to pay up for what they've done. But I would like to suggest to you today that our struggle with forgiveness revolves around the wrong person. 
In, in our way of thinking, forgiveness is something that people have to earn, either by the other person paying up, saying they're sorry, or suffering for their wrongdoing. See, the other person, the other person isn't going to be forgiven unless or until. And if that's in your mindset, well, good luck. You see, in our mind, forgiveness is always about the other person. But I would suggest to you that forgiveness is really about us. First and foremost, forgiveness is for me to experience. Forgiveness is not excusing away what someone has done. Forgiveness is not condoning or forgetting, excusing, tolerating, or even overlooking. But forgiveness, forgiveness is choosing the way of love over the way of hate. I bet you've heard this statement at least one point in time from Lewis Smedes. He says this, it says, to forgive, to forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that the prisoner was you. To forgive is to set a prisoner free and then to discover that the prisoner was you. Uh, and, and that's getting at the heart of this idea that, that just as the unmerciful servant didn't own his forgiveness and therefore couldn't forgive, we, you and I, we're often trapped by our inability to personally experience forgiveness. And so you see, the, the unmerciful servant, he was a prisoner. He was a prisoner. He lived in a prison of his own making. He, he was living in his own prison of unforgiveness, and he had not yet realized that he was free. It, it was as if when the, king, when the king forgave his debt, that the king literally unlocked the door of this man's prison cell, but instead of the unmerciful servant walking out free, he simply remained a prisoner in an unlocked cell. He was still living as a prisoner when he came to his fellow servant who owed him basically 20 bucks. And so he, he acted the only way he knew how to act. He demanded what was owed to him because he wanted justice. I just wonder how many of us struggle with forgiveness simply because we haven't pushed open the prison door that Jesus unlocked. You know, we, we still live like a prisoner because we haven't owned our forgiveness. We've failed to walk into the freedom that Jesus provides us simply because we haven't stepped out of this prison into the freedom that Jesus offers us. See, the, the unmerciful servant's struggle isn't much different than yours and mine. We've been forgiven. We've been forgiven an insurmountable debt that could never be repaid no matter how long we work at it. The debt's simply written off, and that's grace. That's the way of love.
Our problem, our problem like that of the unmerciful servant, is that we haven't owned our forgiveness. We haven't come to comprehend what we have been forgiven. We, we haven't walked out of an unlocked jail cell. And, and as a result, we don't forgive. And we try somehow to imprison others just like we are imprisoned. So here's what I want you to know for this week coming up. I want you to know, first and foremost, forgiveness is for you. Forgiveness is for you. And I want you to understand and, and know that you cannot be the person that God created you to be if the object of your forgiveness is first and foremost the other person. Don't think about forgiveness as what the other person needs to receive, but think about the forgiveness that you, that you have received. And forgiveness must first be experienced in our lives before we can truly forgive another person. You see, forgiveness is about us moving forward from the pain and into God's healing place. It's about us stepping out of that prison of unforgiveness and walking into the freedom of love and grace. So, here's what I need you to do this week. First of all, I want to encourage you to acknowledge that through Jesus, you are forgiven. And if you've never sought God's forgiveness, then today is so simple. It's just to acknowledge I'm a sinner and I need forgiven. I mean, that's why Jesus died on the cross, to, to forgive our sinfulness. And your forgiveness is what Jesus offers freely to you. So, accept that. Acknowledge that, that through Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. The second thing I want you to acknowledge this week is that, that you are often the prisoner of your own unforgiveness. Boy, we, we could spend so much time talking about the fact that, that so, much, so much of the pain, so much of the hurt in our lives revolves around the fact that we're still living in a prison of unforgiveness. But as a disciple of Jesus, you are forgiven. And Jesus has unlocked the, your cell door, and all you need to do is walk into the freedom by pushing open the door. And once you've done that, well, then I want to remind you about those words of Martin Luther King that forgiveness, forgiveness is what? It's a constant attitude. And so we need to constantly remind ourselves that in Jesus, I'm forgiven. You see, when we daily own our forgiveness, when we daily own the fact that we are forgiven people, you know, then, then we are able to forgive. So start small. Take baby steps, but, but daily accept and acknowledge your personal forgiveness so that you're constantly living in an attitude of forgiveness towards others. And finally, finally, disorienting as it is, 
I encourage you this week to seek the way of love, not the way of justice. Seek the way of love, not the way of justice. Ask the Holy Spirit to daily enable you to love others by praying for your enemies, by seeking their best, but not by seeking justice. Seek to love because you realize that you've been loved. Would you join me in a word of prayer? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your grace and your mercy. You have forgiven us through Jesus Christ, and, and because of that, we can live in, in a constant attitude of forgiveness toward others. And, and I pray today, Lord, that we might own our forgiveness, that we might understand what all you have done to demonstrate your great love for us. And because, because we recognize what we have been forgiven, Lord, help us to understand that we can forgive others. As hard as it is, Lord, help us to make it a daily practice to forgive the little things, to forgive the, the bigger things, so that we can live in a way of love and grace toward one another. And so we pray all this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, hey, thanks for joining us today here at Lingolstown Life, and I look forward to seeing you in person or online next Sunday. Thank you for joining us on the Lingolstown Life podcast. If this message was meaningful to you, we hope that you'll leave a review and share it with others. If you want to know more about our church or would like to attend a service or community event, find out more at www.linglestownlife.org. God bless you and may you go forth to love God and love others.